0: The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement, which is entirely responsible for its content.
1: Welcome to Off the Shelf with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Off the Shelf gives a voice to commercial service and product companies selling in the federal market. Roger speaks to members and government officials about procurement policy, trends, innovations, and debates. Now your host, Roger Waldron.
0: Today, my guest on Off the Shelf is Bill Gormley. Bill is the president of the Gormley Group. He also serves as the chair of the Coalition for Government Procurement. And uh, this is uh, Bill. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you, Roger. Looking looking forward to it. And what I started to say, Bill, is this is about, we're getting to the middle of February. There's a lot going on uh, in, in the federal government. Um, we'll talk about the shutdown a little bit, but um, and we may have another one Um but right now, let's, let's focus on um, e-commerce. And specifically, when you look at the calendar, uh, G- it's about a month away right now to GSA issuing its market uh, research, market survey report, the second report, um, and, and with regard to the implementation of Section 846. You know, As you recall... Back March of last year, they issued their implementation plan where they actually came up with a definition of e-commerce and actually split it off into three different types of e-commerce. And can we talk about that in a little yeah, bit? Yeah, oh, we will absolutely okay, talk right. about that. And now in coming up in March is their second report, which sort of informs the last step, which would be policy, guidance, and implementation. So... First of all, your thoughts. I know you want to. you're chomping at the bit to talk about the fact that <laughs> is GSA is obvious. Or yeah, <laughs> GSA uh, decided to come up with three different
2: definitions yeah. for e-commerce. Well, you and I have both platforms,
0: e-commerce platforms.
2: You and I have both been on in the government and for a period of time in the acquisition area, and I think this is a uh, uh a moment in time, I think thinking your last Friday flash, you had a e GSA um and I think that's very accurate and spot on in regards to when we we move over to e-commerce i think with the evolving market in e-commerce that's continued you know will continue to evolve it it's just that it's e-commerce and i think that's the i don't know if we want to call it a pie or we want to call it the market but it's e-commerce and i think it it's that's the commercial platform that's going to evolve and i think the government's looking to you know more and more um attach itself to the um, commercial environment and i think where there could be a problem on behalf of the government and and you and i I said you and i've been in these situations before do does the government start defining it defining the market instead of allowing itself to uh, interact with the market and i think here's an example um, I'm not sure why they did it. You'd be interesting to hear from GSA at, at some point. I think you, I think you've tried several times to, you know, why have you broken this market out in three segments and then starting to address it, um, you know, one segment at a time. And I think there's a, uh, a potential, um, conflict there that is going to be built in when the government does that instead of just addressing it as an e-commerce market. So, I mean, I mean, we're going to get into this a little bit more, Roger, but I, I think it, this is a time, hopefully through the market research, um, there's some examples of uh, feedback from from industry and the users um, that GSA will take into consideration the possibility of changing, moving out of the, the three the three-segment market and just address it as one market. Well, yeah, and
0: Bill, to your point, so you know, it's interesting to see what happens. The government can't help itself in a certain sense, right? E.G.S.A. can't help itself. So the statute, that, that Section Eight Forty Six statute that defines e-commerce platform, is expansive. It includes. Uh, it doesn't restrict essentially capability. It's an expansive definition, and it and it's and it and it's a situation where it went from a very very restrictive definition in the original house language to a compromise that expanded it well beyond like the classic e-marketplace. And for whatever reason, GSA chose to actually narrow the definition by creating three different buckets. And so that's essentially restricting access to the market depending on how you want to go with it and, and in a certain
2: sense creating confusion in the market, which we've seen already. Well, I think GSA is going to create more workload on itself by di- by dividing the market and, and the government-defined e- e-commerce sector of three. And I think that's where this could be much more easily addressed. Uh, granted, it's, and I don't even view it as a major change now. I mean, they have, you and I have the, have the background on the commercial side of the schedules program. I mean, that's e-commerce right there. It's the e-marketplace, a part of the yeah, you know, the, the commercial marketplace just just make that a segment commercial marketplace within the commercial marketplace is e-commerce right. <laughs> so so i mean that's i think where where gsa which could set its sights and really be a dynamic force of uh, helping its customer base and industry streamline i think hopefully we'll get into schedules consolidation at some point here but that would be a, um, a that would complement the e-commerce uh, position that GSA is going to have to address when the uh, market research comes out. Was it March? I think you said. Yeah. March, okay. I think March 13th uh, okay. te- to be technical about, it'll
0: be the year anniversary of the, uh, of the imp- issuance of the implementation plan. And technically that's when the, uh, you know, the market research report coming up here will be released. So, and part of this conversation I think is a big deal. I want to get your thoughts on is because of the, the creation of these three definitions, essentially dividing the market and creating, you know, sort of different channels, which actually restricts the market in many ways and um, restricts opportunities for suppliers as well as e-platform providers. Uh, when you stop to think about it and and this is playing out with the concept of, you know, this pilot that GSA wants to do. And it's a pilot, if you read the RFI, that restricted it solely to the e-marketplace uh, platform. So again, there's the three different types. There's the e marketplace platform where, you know, suppliers post their products, and also the platform provider can post their own products, and you get the pricing and you shop. There's the e commerce platform, which is more of a situation where a company posts its own products and you can buy. And then there's a the e procurement model, which is like a software business setting business rules and going out and finding new product that's compliant. Depending on the rules you set, at fair prices, so those are three models that GSI identified, um, and they all fall within the broad statutory definition. But at the same time, they're doing a proof of concept of the marketplace platform, and you scratch your head as to why are they restricting opportunities for the other platforms, and correspondingly restricting opportunities for suppliers to look at to maximize you know, the channels that they can reach the government in. So thoughts on that, Bill? Yeah. I mean, I think right
2: there, I don't know how long it took you to explain it. It did but, take me but, a long time to explain but, it. I will yeah, grant it. But that's <laughs> a clear example. <laughs> right there, you you you've said it right there. I mean, it, there, it creates confusion, and people are understand comm- the commercial e-commerce uh, within their own personal lives, and I think this is where we start getting to market segmentation. Hey, you know the government through OFPP and others, you know, are looking at how, how do you reduce at, reduce duplication in government, how do, contracting wise. You know, you have category management. They're looking at moving to a to a more streamlined uh, means of collecting data and looking at spend data, spend analysis, and hopefully we'll talk about data at some point during this as well. Uh, this discussion but i think the key okay, I got it, here, you don't want to talk about data you want to talk about schedules modernization got,
0: consolidation
2: but we got to get through e-commerce <laughs> first okay <laughs> but it's all together that's You're my right. point yeah, okay yeah. and i think the e-commerce side is let's minimum they should just minimize it to re- recognize that e-commerce is the market period and don't break it down because it's just going to create more customer confusion in particular the customer side as well as to your earlier point roger it definitely is going to limit competition Right. And it
0: did. And Bill, I had to think really hard to articulate that description of what the heck is going on here, Um, which, to your point, does. I could not repeat. Yeah, it it creates uncertainty in the marketplace. Exactly. And companies, I hear more and more from manufacturers, like, what's going on? What are the different channels that we can or aren't going to be able to um, access to be able to sell our products to the federal government? Um, Where are things going? And you know the and i think there is just a general concern among suppliers that gsa is de facto limiting it to uh the marketplace without any kind of rationale as to why that makes sense um and there are other additional grave implications for that business decision that we're going to talk about in the next segment we'll continue our discussion e-commerce and we'll transition to schedules consolidation slash modernization my uh, this is Roger Waldron. My guest today is Bill Gormley. He is the president of the Gormley Group and chair of the Coalition for Government Procurement and you are listening to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network. Uh, this is Roger Waldron and my guest today is Bill Gormley. Bill is the president of the Gormley Group and chair of the Coalition for Government Procurement and uh, Bill we're talking e-commerce for a segment. Let's continue that discussion. Um, we're focusing a lot on this decision. First of all, GSA, you know, decided that it was going to create three separate definitions of e-commerce as opposed to the current expansive statutory definition. So they're essentially cr- creating a set of restrictive definitions. Um, and again, and we talk like the implications of some of that, but also what they're what GSA is contemplating doing is a proof of concept solely based on the e marketplace platform. And that's the platform where you have multiple suppliers. The e-marketplace provider can also sell its own products on the, on the site. Um, and, um, or it could just be the suppliers. It could be a combination of those two things. So, uh, so, right, right. Yeah. go ahead. Proof of it's concept. hard to, it's hard to you're even killing, explain it. Isn't you're it? Killing it yeah. Yeah.
2: So proof of concept, uh, regardless of e-commerce proof of concept by nature means that this is the this is something that you've done enough work on that you're being you're moving the next step towards commitment and so you know when you look at a proof of concept car or any product that's going to go to market the you know the stage of proof of concept is like it's the next step to to actually implementing it and and you're going to be all in as a provider and so that's kind of the the key here and i think that's where you yeah, this proof of concept inherently just by that description or definition means you're limiting competition. Right. So, of sort of what you're saying is a pre selection of a particular Well, model. Right? Um you know, section of pie as you talked about. It, you yeah. know, part of the market. So you you've you're you're really preventing the the other part of the market, the other two elements, the other two thirds, however you want to categorize it, they're, they're not, they're not part of this uh, proof of concept so I think the proof of concept should be e-commerce, not, not a market segmentation. You know, one of the things that's
0: interesting about this too, is that today GSA has not provided, you know, what, you know, a real good explanation as to why they've made this choice. I remember at the industry day, um, there are questions raised about whether or not this was consistent with the statute, in Section 846, again, the expansive definition. And the answer was like, uh, we're doing what we're doing in a certain sense. It's, it'd be nice to hear some from leadership at GSA some explanation as to why, you know, how is this consistent with the law? How does this maximize opportunities for suppliers and manufacturers who are feeling they're going to be restricted to access through one model, which has, you know, has implications for competition, implications for market share, implications with regard to. You know, the level of competition in eMarketplace is, frankly, probably the least competitive area of the
2: three in terms of platform providers. And that's because of the marketplace. That's right. because of exactly. within it, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, and so, you know, when you're looking from an acquisition, just uh, the, the definition of acquisition, you know, it carries a lot of elements to, to, to perform a full acquisition. And I think here, it's pretty much starting out limiting competition. Okay, and I think the the definition of requirements is is uh, a government definition. You know, we you know, unfortunately, we got some some gray hair here. So, you know, we you know, we started out some (laughs) government, the government in the beginning, so to speak, created its own. Uh, Fed standards and federal specs and all that, and so here, here we go, and we move into. Yeah, e. they do, they're doing the exact same thing. We're doing like an E Fed spec. Yes, you know? it's the E spec, and then, and then yes. we then we evolved to SIDs, commercial item descriptions, and then we evolved, moving away from those and actually going to commercial item descriptions, commercial having the commercial market descriptions and competing within those. Rogers, so here we're kind of we we just we're seeing it once again where the government. Is 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 really trying to define what its needs are, and I think the intent of eight forty six was like, "Hey, government, let let's go all in and let's jump into the e commerce market." And without to your earlier to your point, you know it was broadened, and so GSA has taken the where Congress now how many times we give Commerce credit? Commerce actually here said, "Hey, this thing's open. Go go find the best." opportunity for government to acquire commercial things, we'll leave it that way, products and services. And and from the standpoint of GSA, you're you're the one that we're asking to look at this and work with your customer base. And the customer it's a three legged stool, right? Right. So what you know, where you know, where's the customer leg here and where's the industry leg? And you have GSA's leg. And when when those two elements look to GSA where you've indicated that you've asked for information you know, from GSA on how they've gotten to this position that it, it, you're not really getting their, a a response that other than this is what we decided to do, and that's, exactly that's that's not an E environment conversation,
0: right? And and the implications here, Bill, you know, I know you worked on lots of change management and that sort of thing, but the implications here go beyond just the pre-selection of a particular model. I, ultimately, that that is. The, a big, 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 probably the biggest deal that you're going to limit it to one model um, for all practical purposes, but also institutionally, you know, create, you're going to create a framework that is, that essentially institutionalize that ongoing bias for the next generation, because the rules, the next phase is the writing of a report and coming up with policy for implementation. Well, if you're only going to prove, proof of concept, one of the three that you've essentially created the definition for to restrict competition, you're going to write the rules around the one that you're testing. So you're not only just going to not going to initially, you know, pre-select the particular model, you're going to create a whole infrastructure that ensures that that's the only model that uh, that's available, you know, and for future follow-ons.
2: And you, you being a lawyer. Yes. You're still a lawyer uh don't hold that against me (laughs) so back in gsa time of being legal you know when you start writing policy things become very formalized and to really remove something that's in policy uh is very very Laborious. I'm just kind of trying to be nice here. So it just doesn't get deleted like, hey, this is a policy. We tried it and we're deleting it. It doesn't work that way. There's a whole process you have to go through. And I don't know if the FAR Council is going to get involved in this. I mean, we're talking months or years. And so once you start moving this down that road, um, I think it really becomes, I I, I just don't see, <laughs> I just don't see why the commitment is so strong in dividing the e-commerce market internally within the government. I just can't. The, the resources that are being used here could be more expeditious and, re, and fulfilling. Eight forty-six by just leaving the making the mar- addressing or acknowledging the market's the market. It's going to change. Okay.
0: Right. I, I think I think I could be wrong, but I think and by doing so and focusing on one of the models, they're ignoring. That I mean, probably the majority of e-commerce transactions are out there, where people go on a, to an e-commerce model or utilize an e procurement model in their daily lives, or businesses do as well. So the, you know, so they're they're ignoring it and focusing on the shiny object that they see before them, rather than you know, as, again, getting back to Congress, coming up with sort of a far, you know, far-reaching sort of thoughtful approach to look at cross and have a definition of e-commerce platforms that's expansive and inclusive as opposed to yeah. exclusive like GSA
2: is going down the path. Yeah, e-commerce market is just a, a living evolving market continuously. So the public sector, you know, figures itself out on a daily basis and they're always looking to compete and I think limiting that and taking away a significant amount of that of that activity and not allowing the government to ha- interface with that is not fulfilling the 846 uh, yeah. objective. Yeah. So, Bill,
0: we're up on the break. Um, and when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about data and the role of data in all this, in um, the thirst for data, I guess, um, <laughs> in the data desert, I don't know, or the data uh, rainforest, I don't know which it is. Um, <laughs> and then we'll start talking a little bit about schedules consolidation and modernization. Um, my guest today is Bill Gormley. He is the president of the Gormley Group and chair of the Coalition for Government Procurement. I am Roger Waldron, and you are listening to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network. Welcome back to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network. I'm Roger Waldron, and my guest today is Bill Gormley, president of the Gormley Group and chair of the Coalition for Government Procurement. We've been talking about e-commerce Um and we're going to continue to talk in that regard but, and talk about data uh, in the context of e-commerce and government procurement. Um, and I know one of the, the key interests um, that GSA has expressed is the ability to get data um, through e marketplace place platforms. Or e- I mean, like, since that's all they're focusing on, but uh, perhaps, you know, across e-commerce, getting data to understand purchasing patterns, et cetera, to, the, you know, in the in the theme of category management, buying smarter, um, you know, the, and the role of that data. And there's, there's another aspect of it, too, that Section 846 specifically prohibits e-marketplace uh, provider, someone who's, who is um, supporting or it, providing service to third-party suppliers, manufacturers, and hosting stuff on their site that they cannot use the transactional data the marketplace provider cannot use it for their own competitive purposes, um, is which is something that happens in the commercial marketplace today. Um, so those are the two two sort of sort of big things around data that we see in e-commerce. And your thoughts on those, Bill?
2: Well, data in of itself is it's it's a great um, conversation piece. You know, everybody, you know, it's like you, you don't really hear anyone saying, why do you need data or don't use data? It's like if there's never enough data. And I think the, the the challenge here is the recognition that once you have data, you're going to need to do something with it quickly. <laughs> okay, I'm trying to be. And yeah, <laughs> so there has to be a turnaround <laughs> here, right? There has to, it just can't sit and then it goes in it's gonna it's gonna queue up on you and then you know then the how do you how do you differentiate it you know there's going to be buying trends there's going to be seasonal trends there's a tremendous way to cut this data so from a data analytics standpoint you know there's you know the, the question is gsa is being looked to um from OFPP, omb and others in the hill uh, on data, I think the GSA's had GWAX that they've been collecting data on for um, probably over five years now. And you know what has that data? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen a report from the use of that data. Right. And I think I, I I I remember I recall
0: uh, you, you know the GSA spokesman actually admitting that they hadn't used the data for anything on
2: the GWAX. Yeah, and that's for and that's for many years. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So here we have the GSA went to a, TD, a TD, um Transitional data reporting, TDR. Yeah, transactional data Transaction. reporting, TDR. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's hard to get here. Yeah, right? Right. So on that, they've had that for over a year now. So not, nothing's come out on that either. I mean, it, so it's not, a, it's not a collect weight and then just right. what <laughs> right. we're doing here right now, sure. right? It's like you get, when it goes into the, I don't know if it's a cloud now or if it's a storage closet or a cloud closet. I don't right. know what it is, but it's like that data is there's a time sensitivity towards the data and, and not using it is is really being a, a disservice to why is it being set up and then you know are you going to expand the use of collecting more data here um, through the use of e-commerce and in doing so is that your data or is that someone else's I know you've you know had some thoughts on that from from a coalition and the member standpoint but the government, you know uh it's so easy to say hey we'll you know we'll share our data it's public information but when you get into the security of the country you, you could actually see trends of how how material is being ordered is there a build up to to some event right. yeah. and that becomes serious i mean people right. may not want to talk about that in, in, until after the fact but that's that's you know when you when you get into that that side of government the security side and in, the, in particular the cybersecurity side and others, uh, this is a real, this is meaningful. And right now it's government systems talking to government systems. And I think that's that's a step to move out and move away from that should be acknowledged. And how, how should that be addressed? Right. So and it's interesting. So uh, to your point, a couple points
0: there I heard, and, and I was trying to search for the right words. And I think that their words are like operational tempo. Right. the government collects all this data, but there's not, you know, an effective and efficient turnaround to effectively use it for the next procurement. Because I still think competition and getting quotes and, he- you know, head-to-head competition for requirements, you know, informed by the data is probably will be, and that's sort of the vision of category management. It's going to get better bang for the buck for customer agencies and the taxpayer. But that operational tempo, the ability, capability to turn around, turn it around, and actually make sense of it. It seems to be between the GWAC ex- example and the TDR. We haven't seen that yet. I guess that's a fair way to say it.
2: Yeah, and GSA has expressed for many years the you know, the need for data um, beyond this event we're talking about E46, and so I think that's uh, that. I think you know are they hiring data analytics people either outsourcing it or doing it internally Um, or is it like well we'll get the data then we're going to hire someone i mean it's not or they need artificial intelligence (laughs) to help pull it exactly there's a lot lot more to this than just a simple e-commerce transaction
0: right Right. and the other point about security and the data and using it to you understand what's you know what's going on um, I, you know, that's a great point. And actually section 846 in statutory language addresses that. And it's something the government has to figure out how to deal with. And again, that's the use of that data. A couple of final questions about, um, you know, 846. It seems to me one of the things that's fascinating here that seems to be, I don't you know, split personality with the government is there's been a lots of focus on, um, by American Act, there's been lots of focus on you know the China Chinese products and cybersecurity. At the same time, GSA is essentially going down a path of creating a model that a formalized uh, government-approved contracting model through which potentially billions of dollars of stuff will be bought potentially, where you know because of the way it's structured. The Trade Agreements Act won't apply. You can buy as much Chinese products as you want. Um, And I'm trying to understand from GSA, and GSA's leadership hasn't really addressed this, is how is this consistent with this administration's
2: approach to these issues? Well, let's uh... (laughs) – To be fair, here, so GSA is kind of on the fence. I'm of always that, fair. I that, thought I, I know uh, you are. No, I'm not saying you weren't. I'm just oh, on the top. It's a fair on the, question. On the fair, <laughs> that's right. And so I think GSA is has been put in a position of of um, seeing how is best for the government to to leverage and spend taxpayer dollars here. Okay, and with the uh, the small purchase area um, or the credit card, as a lot of people want to call it, if people are buying things that are not that don't have to fall within within certain categories of compliance um you know to the trade agreements act the buy american act things of that nature and so i think here we're looking at harnessing uh, those, that kind of activity, open market in particular, and get data from it. And there's this vision of, you know, we're going to get all that and it's going to, it's going to, it's going to tell its own story and we're going to be able to figure it out. Well, first off, the origin part is not going to be part of any data collection per se. Right.
0: That is correct. You're right about that. They're not going to know.
2: Yeah. And I think that would take, uh, a lot I think we're spending dollars to save pennies here but i you know it's still relevant don't take me wrong the origin and i think I mean, at least the current administration is really you know expressed the uh the desire or the objective to buy more american manufactured goods or at least fall within the trade agreements act and i think the current method or at least as of until the issue of their report roger you know, gsa it looks like you know china's all in on this as far as taking uh, a major opportunity here uh, to to sell more of their goods through um, the credit card, the, the, the federal credit card. Right. It's creating a
0: formalized channel. Yeah. And right. so, and I, to your point, you make
2: a good point. We're not, they're not going to have all the data on where all that credit card stuff is bought. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's part of it. And then, and then also, you know, just so having kind of a two- <laughs> kind of a two-party acquisition party here. Of, you mean like a
0: parallel, parallel universes. Yeah, I mean, one with, yeah. You,
2: know, you got one that has to meet the regulations, and one that really doesn't. Right. You know, as far as to your yeah. point, Trade Agreements Act and yeah. and by, you know. And and on all that point,
0: Bill, we have to take our break. Uh, and when we come back, I guess we'll finally get to talk about schedules modernization a little bit because it's it's part and parcel of e-commerce. I mean, you, they can leverage each other. There's opportunities across cross fertilization there. Uh, my guest today is Bill Gormley. He is president of the Gormley group and chair of the coalition for government procurement. I am Roger Waldron and you're listening to off the shelf on the federal news network. Welcome back to off the shelf on the federal news network. I'm Roger Waldron. My guest today is bill Gormley. He is the chair of the coalition for government procurement and president of the Gormley group. And bill we've, um, we've, um, Talked a lot about the problems with e-commerce, but it is still remains a great opportunity for GSA and the government to leverage the commercial market, improve and streamline access to commercial products and services. You know, we just would love to see a more expansive approach to that. And along those lines, another thing that GSA uh, uh, that GSA is to be commended for. Um, is its work towards uh, schedules modernization, sedu- schedules consolidation. Um, so first of all, what is con- schedules consolidation, Bill?
2: Well, I think it's the GSA's uh, lining itself up, Roger, to I think there's 24 different schedule programs and they're gonna move move forward to consolidate uh, under one solicitation. At least that's the way it's um, portrayed right now. And I think that's a great opportunity to, it's gonna do a, num- a number of things. Uh, one is it's got the real potential to increase competition uh, and know we're going to be able to probably won't have enough time to get into the 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 true you know peel it back and what does all that mean but it's going to increase competition uh, it's going to reduce you know the workload on government and industry has the opportunity to do that it's going to standardize um, a lot of clauses within the current uh, schedules program and I think start to uh, Make it clear as far as the customer base, as far as being able to, you know, go into a a schedules mall, as I I would call it, and be able to go around and get what they need and not having to have have it so uh, segmentized into, you know, you have to write down uh, up to 24 different contract numbers to get what you need. And here you can actually, in some cases, have one contract number and get what you need or the opportunity to solicit. So I think it, that's just the tip of the iceberg. But I think it's GSA, it's credit. You know, the program has been around since GSA has been around since 49, the Skittles program. So I think what we're talking about here, I mean, part of the largest segment of the show has been around e-commerce. This is, com- this is a commercial commerce platform. And I think GSA is uh, a, is looking to, and Congress wants it to really put an E in front of the the Schedules Program. And I think that's it's the commercial marketplace. So, you know, when GSA started um, GSA Advantage in the '90s, you know, there was not a marketplace like that out there. Uh, GSA um, could do a better job in modernizing uh, GSA Advantage, and GSA Advantage hosts all the the contracts that they have, the thousands of them already. And I think um, improving that, and I think the schedule sales have actually increased every single year since it started, is a sign that people look to it. And Your for schedule's a lot of, on
0: GSA Advantage. Exactly. Yeah.
2: And I think a lot of folks look at using, within the government, who uh, um, are contracting officers or people authorized to order, you know, compliance is a big deal. That's part of their training, you know, the regulatory compliance and using uh, GSA's uh, platform of GSA Advantage is in compliance, and that's why it's a little clunky because the regulations aren't totally, uh, you know, thoughtful in how it can be streamlined or make it easier. So GSA's done a great job of putting all that together and assembling it in an in a e-environment. But the schedules consolidation uh, is underway. Uh, And GSA's had uh, at least one industry day. He's had a lot of discussions with all parties. And I think by the end of uh, 2020, it's supposed to be implemented uh, or pretty much all implemented by then. I mean, we can get into any specifics you want to get into. But I think over the next uh, 12 to 24 months, uh, the program is going to be – you're going to see the consolidation side. You're going to see what's going to be necessary is a lot of training on the – uh, customer base, the industry base, but as if not more importantly, the internal GSA employee base. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, having been there and going through changes, you know, you and I have been through this in other areas. You know, it's continuous communication internally because it's one that you don't want to do is make the announcement uh, public, publicly on anything, and you haven't you haven't really uh, paid attention internally on how you're going to handle the wave of questions and and ultimately questions change both. creates uncertainty people want information I yeah. understand right and, and yeah. people want to know you know you know how, how when they get the frequently asked questions or the customers are calling in with different scenarios or uh, potential companies wanting to do business with gsa uh, under these under this new consolidated schedule yeah you know, how how does it work and what's the best way for them to interface with gsa at the yeah. time yeah so on GSA
0: Advantage, so you know, I know sales have gone up, but um, lots of folks, you know, see it, and there's been some couple of different studies on pricing versus commercial sites. And while GSA does a really good job on the pricing, the reviews of GSA Advantage haven't been, you know, stellar. I guess, and that's, you know, I know there's a pol- some policy aspects to that and that makes it a bit clunky. But do you see an opportunity there to, for GSA to take advantage of commercial capabilities to try to, you
2: know, enhance the user experience with GSA Advantage? GSA has got a golden opportunity here, Roger. I mean, it, it's clearly, you know, people in government are looking towards GSA, you know, to improve the opportunity, the opportunities both from an industry offering to government and from a government buying activity. So. Now, GSA is is in you know the best position it's been in in a number of years you know, on the favorable side of acquisition and people looking to say hey can let's let's build this together and um, and and make it more streamlined and I think the the consolidation part is uh, that we mentioned is is a major step and then uh, Advantage clearly there's the um, the technology out there to improve that. Um, it's been around long enough. Uh, they have data on GSA Advantage and how it operates, so right, right. And so yeah. they can feed off their data. Yeah. And it's not as though, hey, this is a, this is a proof of concept here. It's 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 been around for you know over twenty years, and so I think that's part of you know GSA can play off that and just make it significantly better and uh, fulfill a lot of its uh, obligations to the taxpayer. Right. So,
0: Bill, one of the you know you mentioned increasing competition so the the schedules and going back to the schedules consolidation you know you know one of the things that it does it eliminates artificial going from 24 schedules to one schedule there's lots of artificial barriers like you know the uh, for products that you know is it within scope is it not within scope and there all these things are related and one of the huge benefits is that you're your stop your you you've stopped or you're eliminating these artificial barriers that, that are government-created that don't reflect the commercial market.
2: Is that fair to say? It's almost gets back to the... Uh back to the future of our of our discussion here where there's an e-commerce market out there and the GSA has segmented that into three. Exactly. <laughs> so, that's where I was going. <laughs> so you read my about, mind. How it's, it's like it's, it becomes, that's my point here. So you have like uh, toner cartridges on an IT schedule. You have it on a 36 schedule. You have it on 70. So those are, those are the barriers that you're talking about that reduces customer confusion. It increases competition. Okay, and so that's that's the focus. I think is that is a great opportunity for GSA and overall government to to really uh, to shine here and streamline to streamline the heck out of it. I mean, used to be over 100 schedules, and it's down to 24. So it Mm -hmm. it can be done. It can be done better. And uh, GSA's got a lot on its plate right now. On one hand, but this is fairly simplistic. This is a rocket science here, it, right? It is not rocket science. The marketplace is, is defining itself. GSA should not participate in that. Right. Should not try to redefine as commercial. Far as like GSA is not making products or creating. No, they're that okay? not. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, that, right. you answered my question. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to
0: thank my guest today, Bill Gormley. Bill is the chair of the Coalition for Government Procurement, president of the Gormley Group. I am Roger Waldron, and you've been listening to Off the Shelf on the Federal News Network.
1: You've been listening to Off the Shelf with Roger Waldron of the Coalition for Government Procurement on Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Tune in Tuesday mornings at 11 or subscribe to this show on iTunes or Podcast One.